Yeah, let's bring in Mick Aussie right now. Mick Aussie, who was in attendance last night. Mick, I got to tell you, man. The fact that the Calgary Stampede scored that late touchdown made me want to throw up. Dave, I had the under 52. Big uh-huh. money, Dave. Under 52 at a parlay. Okay. Well, it was 45. What was it? It was 44-6. or whatever. With like 40 seconds left, Dave. And Calgary oh. deliberately scored. They like they got it to the one. They didn't take a knee. They scored to go up 52 to <laughs> six or whatever. And not only that, they yeah. spiked the ball. And then their entire offensive line and everybody all ran into the VIP area and sat in the empty seats where the fans had left because it's a route and all laid back, Dave, like this and put their hands up with their feet up. And I wow. said at the time I was on the air, I said, I'd throw an effing helmet at somebody. Like if I was on Edmonton, I'd be like, I would have been, I would have ran into the stands and like attacked seven of them at once. I wouldn't care. I would have been like, this ain't happening, man. I would have like ripped someone's face mask and like started hitting people with helmets and stuff. Um, that was an embarrassment last night, Mick. I don't want to pile on the team. The owner's a good guy and stuff, but you don't want to pile on Chris Jones. He sucks. He should be fired. You, I'd rather you coaching that team than that guy. Well, his defense did well against the Tiger Cats the week before, bah. and the Canadian, the Canadian quarterback Trey Ford started quite nicely. But when he was injured, and Arbuckle came in, and then the Storm came, and they absolutely got murdered after the Storm. But hey, I still had fun. But very, very disappointing because the Elks are doing a lot of great stuff off the field, but they got to perform on the field. That's where you get the extra five or 10,000 people there. you got to perform on the field no matter what you do off the field. We all know that. So, Dave, they've lost uh, 59-15 and uh, 49-6. They also won 29-25, and they lost 30-23. to I feel Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Painful. All right, Mick, what's your pick for tonight? What's the new what's the new point spread here? This is getting crazy with this number. Uh, it was down to three. Like this number started at like nine, ten earlier in the week, actually. And uh, what is it now? Ottawa's getting uh four. All right, it went to three and a half, it's up to four. Saskatchewan minus four right now. 46 and a half. The East and West guys in the CFL have played each other 12 times this year. The West is eleven and one straight up. And, uh, yeah, Dave, eight and four against the spread. The West, like, kills the East all the time in the CFL. Like, like it just, it is. Like, it's it's 11 and one straight up, guys. The only win was the so, Montreal Owets. So, Saskatchewan is the play? Or, or, or what here? Man? This is the only East-West, yeah. So, Team Red is oh. East. Team Green is uh, what, uh, East. And uh, Team, team uh, the Rough Riders are the Western team. This is the only chance you can. It's 11 and one, Dave. What's your pick, Mick? Yeah, I do. Uh, I like the Riders at home. I like the Red Blacks quarterback, Masoli. I think the Tiger Cats might have wished they kept him instead of Dane Evans. I like the coach, Paula Police, at the Red Blacks. But no, the Riders at home, they are 3-1. and one. The Red Blacks are 0-3. I'm not worried about the, uh, the minus four. I think they'll win by a touchdown or more at home. The Watermelon Heads, I don't like them. But yeah, I've got to take the Riders tonight. What about tomorrow? Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the BC Lions. Big game tomorrow night on ESPN News, 7 o'clock Eastern time. 
two undefeated teams, BC Lions, three and a half point favorites against the two-time defending Great Cup champions that they never lose. Yet here they are getting three and a half points. Who are you taking, Mick? Yeah, the both teams undefeated. I do like the Lions. Maybe it will be close, but take the Lions on the money line, I believe. High scoring. I take the over as well. The BC Lions offense has been on fire, but hey, the Bombers, the reigning Grey Cup champions, they still got a good quarterback, and they got the former New Orleans Saints, Adam Big Hill. He is still a star on defense. But hey, I'm hoping the Lions and at home, Got to go with the home field advantage, but could be an absolute close game and a ripper, and I'll be watching with a lot of interest on that one. I like that, a ripper. That's what a great game in Australia uh, is going to be, Dave. It's a ripper. I like it. I never. Heard I don't want to know what a either. flogger is. That's, we won't ask. Oh, this is a flogger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's a flogger. All right, all right. Uh, uh, let that one go. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of which, what about females? So yeah, I asked. I asked Dubsy. So, are you cheering for? Uh, I know you don't like here. So look, Mickey, he's got your tennis racket out. Look, he's ready to go. Oh man, mate, I have got the white shirt on Wimbledon. I got the tennis racket, and I would have loved to have yeah, replaced Rafael Nadal. And I would have given it back to him verbally on every time he made a slight mouthing off. I can't stand the flogger. He's a disgrace. And Dubsy's right. Most people in Australia don't like him, especially the older people that respect the game of tennis. The younger kids think he's funny, whatever. If he used his brain, like I said, he would have won a major by now. At least now I notice that he's taken a little bit of extra time in between serving, so he's starting to think a little bit. But for years, he'd just rush into his serve, serve. He wouldn't even think where he's going to hit it. But, hey, what ability he does have. Probably the best serve on the circuit. And Djokovic, what a great serve as well. I don't like either of them, but I'll be watching. But, no, I just can't. I can't ever support Curious. He has to behave himself for one year. One year what about he has you, to Dave? behave himself before I'll forgive him. What do you think of Curious? Does he bother you, uh, or are you new school, old school with this I, guy? I'm okay. Like, I'm okay with the whole showmanship thing, but I think he goes too far a lot of times. Like, it's it just becomes annoying. They need something, <laughs> in, and they need a villain, and he's playing the role perfectly. That being, I think said, you're right about that. You know what my deal is? Rude. He gets too mean spirited sometimes with people. Right. He just thinks it too. I personal. think you're right. Like, like the show, the showman, and all right, I got an edge and stuff. But yeah, he, you yeah. know. The other day with the Sipidus there calling him, you know, wuss and this and that. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, the spitting at the fan. I didn't like the spitting thing earlier, Mick. That was too much. It's like, bro, the fan, you know, the fan said to you, nice return. He returned a serve into the net tape and a guy at Wimbledon. <laughs> Wiley Britt said, nice return. <laughs> and he lost it. He said, what? Right. And, and then after yeah. when he won, he spit in the fan's direction. Right. And then, but the thing is, he was asked after, and he should have said, Yeah, I got my emotions got the best of me. He goes, Yeah, if anyone trips me, they deserve to get spit on. Right. It's like, what <laughs> the dude? Like, <laughs> no, you don't. Like, seriously. You're a Wimbledon, bro. The queen right. is here and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come, come on. on. <laughs> and I'm with you, you Nick. Ask- I blame him. I think he spilt the water and Jeannie Bouchard slipped, and she was never the same again after. <laughs> True. <laughs> Right, we're rolling along here. The Raging Reddit Cam Stewart's losing it uh, here. 
said it's uh, going on until Monday. If that's the case, I got to bring all my stuff and find a place to do the show on Monday. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I was going to tell Cam today, but he would have lost it. I was going to tell him. I was going to say, just go uh, rent a hotel room, do the show out of the room. Yeah, you know what his response? I'm not spending two. You want to make all right in that effing room? Spend two hundred dollars. Because he knew in the morning. I'm like, I don't know. I'll find somewhere else to do the show from at this point. But nah, just, I just surrender. There's nothing you can do. Okay, Mick, what's the uh, what's the AFL best bets tonight? We use this term loosely. I'm starting to hate this league. <laughs> well, well, there's there's four games, but we we're just talking, Dave, mate. I had the Swans, and you put your first bet ever. They were up early against the Bombers, and then they lost. So here you go. I'll whack myself in the head because I'm an idiot telling you to go to the Swans. But that's dubs. I lost 200 bucks. I put a $200 oh. parlay in on that. I lost. You know what, though? Yeah, but the only thing is, Dave, where we couldn't be too mad, Hamilton lost, too. We lost them both. So. Well, I had the Astros, so I canceled it out. So I was like, uh-huh. I won the baseball first so my account was up and then i went to sleep i couldn't stay awake to watch the, the results because it's in a late so they will usually win figured, i'm sorry that right. didn't it's just one of those weird no no i know i understand the gambling but i was like i was expecting a hundred more to be in my account when i woke up and i was like damn it one of those lost the minus 250 <laughs> or the minus i lost 2800 bucks on that football game <laughs> The Canadian football game? Yeah. I'm still unhappy about it. It's been seven days. It still bothers me. It's been seven days ago. Dave, How and on long Monday does it night, take you missed it. To get over that. You, Seriously. Normally, that two, that normally 20 seconds for me, but it just bothers <laughs> me because on Monday night, on Monday night, the CFL, there's a rare Monday night on the 4th of July. I bet the under 44 and a half. You can't buy a half point to CFL. The only you do it. So it was 44 and a half. They got 23 22 final score. No. Yeah, and it was the last drive no. that they got there. Yeah, so I lost by half a point. Then last night, I have under 52. Thousands of dollars about to come back to me and Calgary score touchdown. Up 47 oh, no. points. Yeah, they're up 47 oh. points. They decided to score a touchdown with 10 seconds left and then celebrate like they won the Super Bowl after. <laughs> like, I was just like, I'm just staring at the screen. And oh, yeah, so last, last, last one. I don't call them bad beats. It's just, it is what it is. No. All right, Mick. You better not be wrong this week. <laughs> wow. That's oh, a lot I... of pressure right there, Mick. Don't mess this <laughs> up. Well, I know you love the Friday night games. Uh, time, so there is four games on tonight. The Magpies will smash the rotten kangaroos. They're terrible. But the best yeah, There's no guarantees. Probably... You, sound like the, you sound like Berman. You just, you just, uh, you're right. The rules do oh. suck. Holy crap. Nah, this there is one of the biggest one. money lines I've ever seen. Yeah, no, they're terrible. Never they, uh, they're going to move them to Tasmania, maybe. Clarify. The Collingwood Magpies are 334 to 1 on the money line. What? Yeah, yeah I'm dead serious. Fandle you bet 334 I don't even have it. It says 53 and a half is my only option. I have to lay. <laughs> 53 and a half? The are they going to cover, Mick? They're going to cover? Oh, oh, they should. North Melbourne's one of the worst teams in the history of the AFL. They're half the, it's half the kids playing. They'd probably be 
200 players in the country leagues and the other leagues in Australia better. But that's what happens when you draft them <laughs> young and get them in the system. Some of them are just no good. Well, last week they lost. Remember we talked about this game, Dave. G-Long, the G-Long Cats. Yeah. G-Long beat North Melbourne 144 to 32. Oh, my goodness. Well, they beat them by 112 points. Yeah. Uh, all right. The week before, your Adelaide Crows, who aren't very good, beat them 115 to 58. <laughs> all right. So they're not covering. Great Western Sydney beat them 102 to 53. Gold Coast beat them 109 to 47. Oh St. Kilda goodness. beat them by 53, 103 to 50. That seems to be the common pattern here. They seem to lose by about 50 or so. Right. Numbers seem sharp at 53 and a half. <laughs> Minus 53 and a half. I might have to do it. But the rest of the games, Mick, they're pick them. I got minus 110 on both sides. I got minus 115, 105 on the other game. And then the other game is tomorrow. Yeah, you're right. 40 plus 200. Yeah, These Gold Coast and Richmond games. and St. Kil- St. Kilda and Fremantle. Basically, pick them, Mick. Who you got here? Yeah, it's, it is a tough night. I have gone for the Suns just because I don't like the Tigers, but they're at home, and Dusty Martin, the champ, the tattooed man, is out for the Tigers. Very close one, tough one. I went Suns just, and I've gone the Dockers against the Saints, even though it's at Saints in Melbourne. They're on fire. They're playing very well. But the Saints had a big win last week, so that is an absolutely tough one as well. But the game of the night is the Port Adelaide Power, perhaps, Mears, to beat the GWS Giants. I think take them on 1-39, to 39, and that's the four games right through to about 6 a.m. in USA and Canada. Mick Ossie uh, with us. Good stuff, Mick. So before we get you out of here, congratulations, Mick. So what's this? You're going to do a weekly video for the Edmonton Elks? I noticed earlier, yeah, when we were bashing the oh. Elks, Mick didn't jump in. I, I remembered all oh. the videos for them. Say, uh, uh, the views of me and Chris Jones sucking are not of Mick Ossie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not Mick Ossie's view. Yeah. Uh, say, you doing it next week too, Mick? You doing a weekly video for them? Yeah, the thing is, spending money on the marketing and the young lads in the office, they like my training camp videos and they like, they like uh, segments here talking CFL. So, yep, every week for a few weeks. Hey, I love it. You know that. It was a that should mean money should come my way. I you, <laughs> like, you just admitted it. Right? Like, yeah, the money, like, yeah, it should be percentage. Oh, come on. <laughs> Dave, like, he just said, I use this show as a... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you pay homage. You always have to, you know, wet the beak and keep it going. I've, hey, shout I've out to the Elks, work though. Canadian football more this last this season than i did in a decade i i bet it now every every time i just played that one tonight i got saskatchewan let's go i think you're on to something here i think that the number came down a little bit too much uh here tonight for the record north melbourne one in 14 on the season they've won once <laughs> what yeah that's it yeah my west coast eagles though what a disgrace two and 13 these guys were champions like three, four years ago. And they're getting two and thirteen drilled. right now. Yeah, pathetic. All right, Mick. Uh, thanks, thanks. What are you doing this weekend, Mick? Big, big plans? Oh no, nah, enjoying the uh, summer. Yeah, I'm gonna go <laughs> tennis, play some tennis, watch the tennis, bit of kayaking. Hopefully, might go for a run and uh, watch the AFL and the CFL, of course. And your Eagles are a chance, mate. Come good. 
He doesn't even need cash, Gabe. He can go find something to do outdoors and everybody leave him alone. Yeah, Mick's he's an adventurer. No yeah, you you're not worried about debit cards not working. I'm huh, Bring cash no, if you go out for a beer, though. Just reminding you. <laughs> yes. Bring cash. All right, good stuff, Tony Schiavone. Thanks, Mick. <laughs> right, have a good like weekend, guys. Let's see you later. It's, it's Mick, Mick Aussie. Good stuff. Good stuff with Mick. Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 185 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. Thanks for giving the episode a listen. And I will be sitting down in just a couple of moments to go through the round 17 tips with Mick Aussie from MickAussie.tv for the men's comp. Now, don't forget that if you are interested in having your local footy club get a shout-out during an upcoming episode... Drop me a note via email or shoot me a message on uh, Facebook Messenger or over on Twitter or Instagram. I love being able to highlight the um, clubs uh, throughout the season and throughout the episodes to just learn a little bit about the, uh, the geography of football across Australia. Now, today's club of the episode is being sponsored by MickAussie.tv, and MickAussie.tv is run by Kim Harrison, or as he's known here in North America, Mick Aussie. Uh, Mick has spent the last two decades plus uh, here in North America running his sports comedy channel talking about the AFL, the NFL, the Canadian Football League, uh, which he has a special love for, as well as the NBA, the NHL, and other sports as well. He appears regularly on Sports Grid TV. Now, Mick was a terrific footy player in his own right in South Australia as well as in the Northern Territory. And the club of the week for this episode, or the club of this episode, is the Hall's Head Lightning in Western Australia. And the club joined the Peel Football League back in 2008. They play their games at the Merlin Street Reserve in Falcon, which is uh, just outside of Mandura, just south of that. When I mentioned geography, this is kind of a, a interesting little peninsula that they happen to be on. You know, and, you know, me being a, uh, a geography teacher, having a degree in geography, I, I do take keen interest in in looking at where things are in relationship to other things. So if you listen to episode 184 and you heard the uh, discussion about the, the name Wary Saints, uh, it was kind of neat to see where they where they are uh, in relationship to, to Melbourne and to Adelaide as well as, uh, I think it was Mount Gambier. They were just directly north of there. Uh, the... Uh, Head, the Halls Head Club introduced their first women's club this year and have multiple clubs playing from Auskick all the way through seniors. They have three men's senior sides. Uh, they're on the bye week this week, and uh, they face off in their next game against the Mandora Mustangs on Friday the 15th of July, which will follow up that bye week. So best of luck to the Lightning going forward in 2022. Now, again, this week's uh, club of the episode was sponsored by MickAussie.tv. Mick, thanks so much for helping out. I truly, truly appreciate it, sir. Now, remember, you can find everything related to, if you're, if you're a first-time listener, you may not remember this yet, but if, you're, if you've been here for a while and you haven't done it yet, I hope you will consider it. You can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. There are links to all of my socials up at the top. Uh, you can get on the mailing list so that when new episodes come out, they, they get to you almost instantaneously, 
instantaneously from when they are released. Uh, you can leave a review for the podcast, which is a huge help. If you enjoy the show, it would be, you know, a, a personal favor, if you will, to me to uh, to let people know what you think of the show because it, it's a great little piece of advertising uh, coming from somebody who enjoys, you know, the product, if you will, that I'm putting out. You can leave me a voicemail there. All right, and I'm thrilled to have Mick Aussie back with me. And uh, it is 9.15 on the East Coast of the U.S. and 7.15 where you are, sir. And uh, we we both just got done watching uh, the Cats and the D's matchup. And one of us got the tip right. It was me for a change. Well, congrats, congratulations. Massive win as a one and a half point underdog. Yes, you got me on the Thursday night. I didn't learn from my mistake, did I? I said a few weeks ago I shouldn't ever go against the Cats. But I did think the D's best is still the best in the AFL. They did win there last year with a Mm -hmm. goal by Max Gorn. But I was wrong, and I'm happy to admit it because I'm more of a Cats fan than a D's fan. So congratulations, mate. I'm massive, thrilled. massive win. I'm thrilled, you know, and I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. It, what was really interesting is if, if you go back and you look at the numbers between Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins, one goal. Wow. That's it. One goal between them. Uh, so that's, it was, it was interesting, you know, and, uh, and, you know, I, my fantasy team was thrilled to see Max gone back out there, but I'm, I'm wondering after watching just how healthy is he, you know, it's, uh, he did not look like necessarily the Max gone that we're accustomed to seeing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I don't want to, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about it. That's not, it's, uh, it's, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what transpires because, you know, the D's got the cats three times last year. So, well, I didn't get up very early. I did check the score about oh, five o'clock my time because I do wake up off and on, but I've had a very hectic week, so no, I couldn't get up early and watch. Yeah. But look at the best players. I mean, he's back, eh? Patrick Dangerfield named best player. Mm-hmm. Good on him. He's a star, absolutely. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a very widespread contribution from everybody out Dangerfield had a good game, but it, but there were so many people that, that, that played key roles. I mean, Max Holmes really stepped up and this is a kid who's not had a whole lot of opportunities. Uh, and it, it's going to be exciting to see where, where his game is in another year or two as, as he, as he matures and starts to take on more of a, a role as some of the older players. And again, I still have a hard time talking about the older players as they begin to, um, to move on to different situations there. So I wanted to dig into a couple things in the news. And one of these stories, I don't even know if you've seen this or not, because it just broke a couple of minutes ago. Uh, first of all, I wanted to, yeah, Stuart do got a contract extension through, I think 2024, uh, a two year extension, which I'm thrilled about. I think he's earned it. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about him a few weeks ago and uh, the president was on the radio in South Australia and he did back Stuart Dew in. But as we know, things change and sometimes you don't believe these bosses. So that was excellent to hear. 
Yeah. And like I've said, Alastair Clarkson, very good coach. But will he adjust his coaching to the more offensive game when he comes back? He'll have to. So, yeah, very happy Stuart Jew. And he played in the SANFL, the Central Districts team, I believe. So very happy for him. Good on him. Keep things as the same as they're yeah. going up, right? Yeah. And uh, and it sounds like Isaac Rankin is is recommitting to the, uh, to the Suns to stay there. Um, yeah, so that's, I think they've got something building at, at the Gold Coast. I think, I think, you know, they may not make final, and I think I said this last night, they may not make finals this year, but I think there's going to be a lot of people putting them in their top eight next year. Well, I, I hope they do make the finals, and my tip later on might surprise you, actually. <laughs> well, there you go. Now, you mentioned, you mentioned Alistair Clarkson. So, so now that that, that position, which had been talked about, uh, is is off the table, so to speak. Uh, where do you think the best fit for him is now if, if he comes back this year? Well, if he keeps being a defensive coach, is there any really good fit? Uh, will any coach, any team take him on? Of course they will. I'm just saying he needs to adjust his coaching mm-hmm. like Craig McRae and Michael Voss and, and these good new young coaches that have come in and taken the game on and made it more exciting for all of us to watch. Right, right. So for Alastair Clarkson, he he out he outbrained, he outsmarted the AFL officials that set the rules. Good on him, but didn't lead for an exciting game, did it? So there's rumors of GWS, there's rumors of Port Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Oh, the rumors will fly, but a lot of these media guys just want something to talk about, right? Yep. Now, what, one other thing. This is this is the thing that broke about 15 minutes ago. It showed up on uh, LinkedIn, and I don't know if you've seen this or not, but uh, Lockie Neal looks like he is never going back to the Fremantle Dockers as he did in 2026 with the Lions. That's good and interesting. And the Perth boys I listened to, Duff and Quarters, they often said, well, there's not – an easy way of getting him back to the Dockers mm-hmm. anyway. But my disappointing thing is he flew from Perth straight over the top of his home state of South Australia years ago to go to Brisbane. So I was upset. I'm not sure why he didn't go to Adelaide. So that shows that Adelaide were in a bit of a mess a few years ago and he, he elected not to go back to his home state. Brilliant footballer. Mm-hmm. So many good possessions. Very skillful, very good with his disposal. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Lockie Neal. Yeah, yep. So, yeah, as you mentioned, you know, we both took opposite sides on on the first game of the weekend. You had the D's by three. I had the Cats by eight. Um, So that's the first game out of the way. You know, if you said to me right now, Mick, would you take six and three for the – for the round, I absolutely would. Would yeah. I take five and four? Maybe. Yes, oh, yeah, I'm worried. Yeah, I'm worried. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> this is not this is not an easy round. Yeah, you're right. I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of interesting things that are going on. Um, you know, a, a lot of games that that maybe on the actual ladder don't have a, a say so in terms of what's going to be happening. But but yeah, you know, at this point in time, you've got you've got athletes on a lot of different clubs who are playing for their careers right now, who are hoping to still be employed at the highest level next year, as opposed to having, you know, maybe go and back, you know, heading back to the, the waffle, the sample or the VFL or whatever the case may be in hopes of finding, you know, a, a job and, you know, maybe having to, to, to reestablish themselves. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, as you'll notice this week, with the teams that are either just in the eight or just out, I did run through their remaining games. So maybe next week we could hone in a bit more on that and, you know, maybe make a, a final eight predictions because it's fantastic. There's, mm-hmm. you know, up to 12 teams that can still make it, which is what the AFL want yeah. and it's what I want as a fan. And I don't bet very much. I'll bet three and five dollars here and there, and maybe thirty dollars for the whole week just for some fun. Yeah. So I'm smart there, but as we know, sports betting is getting bigger, and it's kind of a little bit of interest, but very tough and a great run home for the AFL, which is what they will be loving. Yeah, it's uh, it's it is amazing, uh, you know how many, and again, this you know that that. Do we call it an industry? Because I guess it technically is. That industry is is so intertwined with the game itself, you know, because it's 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 everywhere. You know, they're you know they're the shows that are on Fox Footy then go and talk, and, and on uh, Channel Seven and Channel Nine will then go and talk to the people who are talking about the odds and you know the, the money lines and that sort of thing. Which you know, it, it's like I said, it's it's perfectly you know, an okay thing if you want to do that, but it's, it's, uh, you know, it can be a little, you know, scary for, you know, young people who get, end up getting involved in, in it. You know, I, I worry a little bit about, you know, kids who don't have the, the fully developed, you know, brains to say, okay, well, this is a, you know, something I should or shouldn't be doing. I absolutely agree with you. And the reason I have stayed on sports grid Mm-hmm. is because they have moved from fantasy sports into more sports betting. Mm-hmm. And morally, sometimes I totally agree with you. <clears throat> and I always say bet responsibly. It's like any addiction, whether it's drugs or serious alcohol. I've known of some people, and there was a guy that uh, joined Sports Grid for a while, a couple of years ago. He had a major problem in New York, and he actually went to jail for embezzling money because of his gambling habits so it is dangerous and especially on your cell phones these days mobile phones in australia Mm -hmm. they call them you got the app so it's very easy to click away click away luckily a lot of these places don't take your visa card you have to go and get a visa card from the gas station so that is a good thing that you can't really run up thousands of dollars of credit although they got to keep that strict so yes morally it's a little bit of fun but hey they'll never get me i do it for fun because i know how hard it is it is very hard and you have to go 51 or 52 percent winning just to cover the cover yourself because these online betting places take a margin of course they do but it's a little bit of fun but i agree morally i think they've gone over the top on the tv with some of these ads because of these young kids that will get into it and adults as well i know too many adults that have gambling problems whether it's poker machines or sports betting it is a worry absolutely it is yeah and it's it you know, there there was you know changes here in the U.S. a number of years ago with uh, the marketing of tobacco products because uh, a lot of the the tobacco companies had you know almost like cartoon characters that were part of their advertising. You know, you had a you know Camel cigarettes had a guy by the name of Joe Camel who was this big cartoon looking camel that was you know 
I don't know how many kids were smoking camels as a result of it, but it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, you know, somebody who, you know, ate a lot of shit that they shouldn't have eaten during their life and is trying to turn that around and change that up. I, I, I get the addiction thing as somebody who comes from a family where one side of the family are alcoholics. I, I get the addiction thing. I, I understand that it, it's, uh, um, it's certainly there. And, uh, you know, but as you said, you know, do it responsibly. We're, we're doing this for fun. You know, we're not, uh, we're, we're not trying to, you know, convince people to go out, like I said, to go out and put their mortgage payment on anything. Don't, you know, don't do that sort of thing. I mean, I have, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't bought a lot. I couldn't like tell you the last time I bought a lottery ticket. It's yeah. probably been, it's probably been 10 years ago since I bought a lottery ticket. I mean, our, the school where I teach, you know, they, they, when the, the Powerball here in the U S gets the big amount, they'll, they have a thing where they'll, they'll pool together the money where teachers will all put in a few bucks and they'll go buy a, a bunch of numbers all together. If they ever hit, I'm going to come into school one day and I'm going to be the only damn teacher left in the building. Everybody else will have, will have retired. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, I've never, never had, never had that disposable income to do that sort of thing. Cause you know, we were, we were a, a single income household for, you know, all of the years where my kids were growing up before they headed off to school. So it turned out well for the kids. So, but, uh, I'm sitting in a closet right now, but <laughs> so where can people find you, sir? Oh, everywhere. Mick Aussie. That's M Y K A U S S I E Mick TV. And mostly on Twitter at Mick Aussie and uh, did a bit of work for a CFL club this week. So I was excited about that and uh, CFL game tonight. And I think, you deserve an extra couple of pieces of Vegemite on toast. As I look at your jar of Vegemite back there, congratulations, mate. Great win by the Cats, and I have underestimated them again. They've done well, haven't they? Stayed right near the top for many years now. Well, I I, I don't want to say it, but I, I, had, uh, I had somebody looking right over my shoulder here. I had somebody, a gentleman by the name of Peter, who sent me a number of posters, and I have the... 2007, 2009, and 2011 premiership posters hanging on the wall above me, as well as the one with the big cat from the Herald Sun from the 2011 premiership that that he sent to me as well that are hanging up in the in my recording closet at this moment in time. So, and I've got you know a 2022 club poster that he sent as well that's going to go with my classroom. I've got to get it laminated first though, but starting to take shape in here. Well, they might win another one because, you know, they play well at the MCG where the finals are. So, yeah, they uh, they might well win another one. And I would not complain at all if they did. I I, I want to get past Carlton next week first, though. Let's right. let's get past them and we'll, you know, one one game at a time. Is the, the, what is the one, one day at a time song? This one day at a time, sweet Jesus. I'm not going to sing it, but one game at a time there. So, hey, Mick, uh, I hope you have a fantastic thursday afternoon heading off to work now yep okay starting I'm, in an hour or so so okay. it's good timing and i'm glad we did leave it till this morning and not last too. night with all too. those ins and outs yeah <laughs> me me being the school teacher that i am i'm going to go uh make myself some lunch here in a little bit and probably take my dogs for a walk and then go putter around in the garden uh <laughs> so hey have a fantastic day sir all right, and All right. kids, 
And kids, don't put your mouth guard in your sock when you're kicking for goal. You'll miss it. It'll unbalance you. See you later, mate. Have a good weekend. Cheers. See ya. And I'm absolutely chuffed to have had Mick uh, join me on the podcast. I, I love talking to him. He's got so much great insight. You know, he has some wonderful ideas in terms of what he's doing in, in the media. Uh, again, I truly, truly enjoy it, Mick. I, thir- I certainly thank you for the kind words of support, of the uh, the gratitude I have for you in, in these kind words is, I, I can't thank you enough. I truly, truly appreciate it. And uh, as always, ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. Mm-hmm.